0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bushball. Happy that you've joined us today. Um, we are today paying homage to the Pacific Coast League, otherwise known as the PCL. Um, after 118 years, Major League Baseball has decided to rebrand it as Triple A West. Not happy about it, but. I have asked someone who has worked 20 years in the PCL, over 20 years, Doug Greenwald, to share his thoughts about the PCL, its history, its golden era, and the rebranding of the PCL itself. So sit back, and enjoy another episode of Bushball. Bushball. <music>
1: welcome long-time <laughs> broadcaster of the Fresno Grizzlies, Doug Greenwald. Doug, welcome back. Don, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. It's good to hear from you again. Uh, Doug, I wanted to talk to you because you've spent the vast majority of your broadcasting career in the Pacific Coast League. I wanted kind of an inside look inside the league itself, get your thoughts on realignment and possibly your take on the legacy of the Pacific Coast League. So, Doug, when did you start hearing that AAA might be realigned or that things might change in AAA?
2: I would say uh, about uh, two years ago. You know, I'd say right around, uh, you know, 2019, we knew that Major League Baseball was interested in in taking things over. And I think realigning uh, things where it was going to be more geographical. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so this had been in the works for a while. Got it. And then how about I know that you're,
1: you know, obviously spent uh well over a decade, probably two decades with Fresno Grizzlies. How about talk when the Grizzlies might be um kind of realign themselves into a different league? Did that just,
2: is that about the same time period or has that been much
1: more recent?
2: Uh, I would say that goes back almost a decade. Specifically about Fresno, there had always been rumblings that Fresno would go to the California League because, I mean, you look mm-hmm. where they sit, where it sits. I mean, literally right in the middle of California. Uh, I mean, you would have Highway ninety nine, and it would be, you know, going north to south. Uh, you'd have Stockton, Modesto, and then, you know, skip over Fresno for a moment. You'd have Visalia. Well, Fresno sits, you know, right among uh, those teams. And, uh, you know, it's been one of the smaller AAA markets. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, there had been, uh, I think it had been a long, even if, if Major League Baseball hadn't taken it over, uh, Fresno had been rumored for some time going to the uh, California League.
1: And certainly, you know, I know from your perspective, when we talked the the AAA cities that you visit and things like that are certainly going to be different. I guess the travel will, will be less demanding, With the Grizzlies going into Low A, but I'm sure you'll miss some of those some of those road trips uh, to Nashville and Memphis, places like that.
2: Well, absolutely. Um, You know, it's uh, such a big part of it. But uh, the question is, right now, you know, how much travel will there be in any minor league? I mean, there's Mm. not really much travel for broadcasters in the major leagues right now. But yeah, I I mean, the, the gist of your question though. Uh sure. I mean, uh Memphis, Nashville, uh, I mean, you know, New Orleans lost its uh franchise anyway, but I mean cities like that, Las Vegas. I mean, I go down the line, I mean, a lot of great cities. Sure. Yeah, it's you know, certainly going to be much more uh, condensed. They're going to smaller markets now. Right, right, right.
1: So, what's your your perspective on on this rebranding of the Pacific Coast League being kind of rebranded as AAA a West. Is, is it a big deal? Is it, you know, who cares? Yeah, you know, we're used to change in baseball or is it something more to where? No, this is a league that's been around for 118 years and now we're just kind of discarding it. What's your perspective on that?
2: Well, I think it's too bad that uh, for the moment the name Pacific Coast League doesn't exist anymore. Um, and that goes for the International League, the Carolina League, the Texas League, the, I mean, the mm-hmm. California, all these leagues uh, because there was so much history with. You know the cities change over the years in these leagues, Um, but the name the the leagues have always been called the same thing. And now you know a guy has a three homer game. uh, Well, is it some sort of record? In the the, what what league record do you call it now? (laughs) You know, a lot of it's fun to look up uh, the old records. You know, maybe somebody did something in the uh, international league that uh, hadn't been done since 1946. Well, now what league are you in? I mean, your AAA East—that's yeah. that, not really a, a league. Now, uh, Major League Baseball said it might go back to calling it those leagues, but the names of those leagues were copyrighted by what was the Minor League Baseball Corporation. Well, Minor League Baseball Corporation no longer exists, since MLB took everything over. Uh, so it's more just of a generic AAA and then whatever the uh, geography is. So, uh, but I hope they go back to those names. I mean, because those you know, those are just, that's, that's the roots of baseball right there. But uh, I think it was, as I say, going back, uh, you know, to two, two years ago that we all sensed that something was going to happen uh, radically and it did. And and this has nothing to do with the pandemic. I mean, this was mm-hmm. going to happen no matter what.
1: Right. Right. I I hear you. So, yeah, I I I've, I've thought about that too, Doug, whether, you know, I thought, did, did MLB kind of use this pandemic um, to, to kind of make you know, to speed up that process, but it sounds like these were conversations that have been been in the works for a while. And you're right. I do remember it coming up in, you know, 2018, 2019, there was a lot of talk about it in early, um, you know, late 2019. I remember hearing about it. So yeah, you're right. I guess it, it's been a conversation that's been going on for a while, Interesting. And so, but but I'm kind of with you, a lot of those, and it could be a licensing issue. You know, like you said, the MILB Corporation, which is now defunct, probably still holds those licenses to those names. But um, the thing I just recall growing up as a kid, you know, I was a Northern California kid, a lot like yourself. And we uh, we always knew somebody around town or in the area who played in the PCL. And in our town it was a fellow by the name of George Mandish. And he was a San Francisco SEAL and he played for the Sacramento Salon, with the Oakland Oaks. And so he was our like our professional professional baseball player in town. And I remember he would bring in guys like uh I think he brought in Lefty O'Doul one year, maybe not Lefty O'Doul, one of the lefties. <laughs> and so he brought he brought those guys into town, and of course they were aging at that point. But it was just really cool to to kind of get to meet them. Um, and so with the with the PCL, I'm kind of enamored right now with the period between 1903 and 1958. Um, I don't know if anybody calls it the golden era of that time, but I see it kind of as a golden era just because there were no teams, you know, west of the of the Mississippi at that point prior to 58. And so what I want to do is ask you is what memories or stories of the PCL stick out most for you regarding that time period or any time period for that matter, Doug?
2: Well, you know, from what I heard is that in many ways that teams like the LA Angels and San Francisco Seals and Uh, Hollywood Mm -hmm. stars, Um, teams like that. Uh, A lot of people, you know, guys would sometimes finish their careers uh, with those Mm. teams. I mean, uh, you know, a man with whom I had the pleasure of working in Fresno uh, uh, my first season there on the radio, Gus Ernie, a a great big league career with the likes of the White Sox and uh, Philadelphia A's. Well, Gus uh, finished uh, his uh, career um, in the uh, PCL. Um, you know, he would go on and, and later play mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the Hollywood stars. And Gus would say at the time that, uh, in a way, uh, it was, uh, like, um, playing in the big leagues. And I, you know, and I don't know if mm-hmm. he actually finishes, I don't think he finishes career there. Uh, let me rephrase it. He worked his way up, uh, he came up through the Hollywood stars and to the big leagues, but he would go on and, 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 uh, Uh, because Gus played in Hollywood in 1947 and 1948, but he would play with a lot of guys that that were toward the end of their careers, but would, you know, maybe stay and, and, you know, play uh, in Hollywood or other teams in the PCL because back then it was a big market. You know, whether it be L.A. or San Francisco, Mm -hmm. the San Diego Padres, you know, but, um, you know, those were, that was big time. And some guys, you know, were even... Were even paid more um, Mm -hmm. being in the uh, PCL than they were in the major leagues back then. And they figured, hey, we can go get more money. Might as well go play in the PCL uh, and go out to Hollywood and, and, uh, you know, the the West Coast. Um, You know, and then you go back. I mean, you could could look at guys who, you know, maybe some who finished their career in the PCL, you know, specifically with those teams like the Hollywood Stars or whatnot. But, uh, you know, keep in mind, you go back to the great tradition of the PCL, guys on their way up. Joe DiMaggio, Lefty O'Doul, uh, Tony Lazeri, uh, guys that, okay. you know, played in San Francisco, um, Ted Williams in his hometown of uh, mm-hmm. San Diego. You know, people talk about Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak, the all-time Major League record. You know, he holds the all-time PCL record. He had a 61-game hitting streak in 1933 with the San Francisco Seals. Uh, wow. So, I mean, there's uh, I mean, the, so the you know, tradition's been certainly uh you know, one of the tops. I mean the Hollywood stars lasted uh up through uh well, nineteen uh uh fifty seven before the Dodgers got there in mm-hmm. uh, fifty eight. So uh I mean again you could look at uh you know the PCL that, uh, back then but anyway, I mean the teams as they say Hollywood, San Diego, Seattle, uh the Angels, Sacramento, Portland. Uh, all big cities, but definitely the Seals. I mean, the Seals had such great tradition. Uh, you know, they were, uh, you know, before the Giants game, the Seals were an affiliate of the Boston Red Sox um, and had, you know, Pumsey Green on their team uh, playing in uh, San Francisco, um, who, uh, you know, later uh, became one of the first, uh, if not the first, I believe, African-American to ever play for the Red Sox. But, you know, he came up to the uh, PCL um Mm-hmm. You know, again, you can just go on down the line, but uh, uh, you know, that's those were the the golden era of the PCL, going back to the twenties with San Francisco and and uh, you know the teams in LA. And the the number of games they
1: would play, Doug. I mean, they were playing like like two hundred games, I think, in a season. You know, on a on a on a high end. I mean, that's that's wild.
2: That's where the rule book uh yeah the record book's a little skewed because you see guys that had like i don't know two hundred and eighty two hits in a year, or something well, they played more games <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. uh, well, I think they had a lot of double headers back then and and uh mm. you know the weather's always good out there, so uh but uh, yeah they yeah. Did, they did play well over uh you know in some cases uh uh two hundred games.
1: Right. I mean, there's a fellow by the name of Frank uh, Schellenbeck. And uh, Schellenbeck played little cup of coffee in the majors. But he he wound up winning like 325 minor league games. I think he won 294 of them in the PCL. But, uh, yeah, they had these long, sustained career. Buzz Arlett, another one for the Oaks, who... Who played his, you know, most of his career in 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 um Oakland, but again went up for a a tiny bit in uh, Philadelphia, and then decided he actually said, "I
2: want to go back to the Oaks." <laughs> yeah, and, and i you know, and I, I stupidly failed to mention the Oakland Oaks, but um, you know, a guy like Tony Lazzeri, mentioned him earlier. I mean, he yeah, Lazzeri, uh, you know, grew up in San Francisco, went to Galileo High School, the same high school that. Uh, Joe DiMaggio attended, and mm-hmm. Lazeri came up to the PCL when Salt Lake City had a team and then had the Hall of Fame career with the great Yankees teams. I mean, he was on the 1927 Yankees, but at the end of his career, 19 toward the end of his career, uh, in 1941, he went back to his hometown and played for the San Francisco Seals, which was then a Tiger affiliate. But I think, uh, you know, I didn't know the man, but I'd have to think that he looked at it more as, hey, I have a chance to still play in the town mm-hmm. where I grew up. And you know Lazari was, was in his late 30s there, but you know he uh, he played there. And you know you look at the uh, Oakland Oaks. I mean Casey Stingle. I mean he had a great playing career. I mm-hmm. uh, had over 1,200 hits, and he managed the Oakland Oaks. Uh, I don't you know, and I don't think he played for the Oakland Oaks, but he would go on and manage uh, the Oakland yeah. Oaks. I mean the Oakland Oaks were his last stop before going on to manage all those World Titles with the Yankees. Yeah, Stingle uh, right. would you know Stingle man- you know, started as a manager. In um, well, I mean, in the major leagues uh, with Brooklyn, and one of the Boston Braves. Yep. yep. Uh, and then, um, you know, a few years after that, managed the Oakland Oaks for uh, three seasons. So, I mean, the the names are just uh, voluminous uh, mm-hmm. uh, guys. I mean, you know, one of the names that he managed with the Oakland Oaks was Billy Martin. Right. And then, of course, Martin went on to play for Single uh, with the Yankees. Uh, but you know, a guy like Cookie Lava Jetta, uh, who you know, was an Oakland native and, and uh, you know, was a World Series uh, uh, hero with the Brooklyn Dodgers, or at least played in the World Series of the Brooklyn Dodgers at the end of his career. Played several seasons with the Oakland Oaks. So it would be like, you know, nowadays it would be like Albert Pujols, who sounds like he's nearing retirement, and you'd have to think that Yadier Molina the next year or so would be uh, retiring. It would be like them saying, well, let's go play in Memphis now you know right or, right or, or you know let, let's go play in Rochester or wherever you know, yes that would be the equivalent sure. to to uh, something like that today but uh, that definitely was the golden era of the PCL because it was literally sure. the coast it was literally Seattle Vancouver on all the mm-hmm. California teams I mentioned Portland um all those cities that are on the coast literally uh but uh, yeah. yeah I mean that was the golden era and uh yeah no doubt about it
1: what do you think the legacy of the Pacific Coast League will be?
2: I think the legacy is going to be, well, how was it always literally the Pacific Coast League when teams weren't located on the Pacific Coast? Um, but uh, I think, like any long-standing minor league, it, you know, just it was the last, it was really the last stop on obviously any Triple A league would be the last stop before you get to the big leagues, mm-hmm. and then kind of coming full circle, it was. I think the PCL, I don't know how to break it down to answer you. How it will be remembered? It will be remembered in segments. That's my word, this segments. Okay. Okay. Because you go back, as I say, you go to the golden era and the Hollywood stars yeah. and all those things I just talked about. And then that was segment number one. And then you go to segment mm-hmm. number two and the Pacific Coast League turned into, you know, Hawaii and Tucson mm-hmm. And even uh, Little Rock was in the PCL. And I think Indianapolis for a year was, or maybe more than a year, but was in the PCL. And, uh, you know, then it had the Canadian teams jump in. You know, Vancouver had been in it for a while. And then, you know, then it was Vancouver and Calgary and Edmonton and that group that slowly transitioned into Spokane. And San Jose was in the PCL for a year. Um, And so you had like the 1970s era and then, and then Spokane phased out and Spokane became Las Vegas and Hawaii became Colorado Springs. And, and uh, you know, Phoenix of course had such a long run of the PCL as, as has Tacoma. Um, But then, you know, while Tacoma has been a constant Phoenix after however many years, you know, 40 plus years, um, really all is a giant farm club, you know, that, phased out and became Fresno when when uh, major league baseball came to Arizona mm-hmm. in 1998. And then when Fresno came in, then so did Memphis. Um uh, so it, it and Nashville. Yeah. Um and New Orleans and you know because of the teams that got dumped over from the American Association, sure. Iowa, Omaha, the others I mentioned. So, you know, definitely but, uh, definitely so it, definitely segments for sure. Definitely segments. Um, but I mean, you know, a big part yeah. of that segment starting from the like 60s or 70s on and of course been Albuquerque too Um yeah. Tucson. So it's just been, you know, there's the golden era, then there's the mm-hmm. era of expansion where you had teams that weren't in the Pacific Coast and then it got a little more West Coast related when it was more condensed and then jumped out again, uh, you know, going as far east as Tennessee and Louisiana. So, you know, mm. I, I would say the PCL was really a, a segmented league, just, you know, pick and choose your chapter.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Well, Doug, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you're a wealth of knowledge, and I knew you were the right guy to call uh, with questions about the Pacific Coast League. I, I wish you well this season, and I, hopefully we can talk again. I'm sure if, if if I ever get stumped or I need to know something regarding uh, anything minor league baseball or or you're the guy to call i
2: appreciate your time all right don anytime always fun to talk uh pcl with you
0: i knew that doug was the right person to call he's just such a wealth of knowledge um his experience in the pcl and just his interest in baseball history in general is just phenomenal and sure appreciate our time here on Bushball with doug And uh, again, if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe. Um, Leave us a review. That'd be great. We're always um, encouraging reviews. So for our next episode, we are doing a part two on the demise of the PCL. I've asked Dennis Snelling, um, longtime PCL historian, professional baseball historian, pretty much any kind of uh, research-related organization that exists Dennis is is a part of it um, he's written several books on the PCL so we look um, forward to his take on not only the history of the PCL but maybe the the future of it as well have a great one everybody thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you in part two